and we're back in the room. <laughs> I tell you what, that was a quick countdown t- uh, tonight. I hardly managed to get everything <laughs> done that I need to get done before I was back in the room. Uh, packed week as always this week, Marty. Always, Justin. Always. No, packed week. Busy, busy, you know. Um, yeah, just same old, same old. I don't know where the weeks go. It, it, time oh, flies unbelievably quick. It is just just scary. I do not know where it all goes. It, it just no. goes through the mist of time. Although it could be all the whiskey we consume. <laughs> well, this is that that does ease the, ease the burden somewhat. You know, time does go a bit quicker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all fun. All good. What about yourself? Well, I'm all right. I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, not enjoying the very cold weather we're getting, so you, you really uh, need stuff. You, you need a wee dram to, to warm your cockles on an evening. It, it does. It warms the, the, the cockles of your soul. Uh, it, was, it was a very nice day today. It just so happened to be that it was very cold, but it was yeah. very nice. But so we'll so certainly nice. get to warm the cockles tonight with this fantastic river rock. We're going to try. Yeah. Well, you see, unlike you, Justin, I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> you know, I saved it for tonight. <laughs> so okay. hopefully everybody got, I think everybody got their... Uh, samples. So th- thanks to the guys at River Oak and Mark, who we've met before, uh, for sending them over. Okay, it's it certainly is. I think you're going to get a nice surprise here. Actually, a very nice surprise. Oh yeah, good, good. I'm glad. So, first up, will we do the news? Certainly, at your convenience. Oh, there we go. Okay, here we go with the news. <laughs> now. Good news this week, as it was brought out in a report that Whiskey Investment Whiskey Ireland is growing. Uh, It continues to grow despite a slight dip during the coronavirus during this year. Uh, In the past 10 years, 1.5 billion euro has been invested in uh, Irish whiskey. Uh, Global sales have risen from 26 million bottles to 144 million bottles. Uh, Jameson still by far the biggest with 8 million 12 bottle cases. Uh, Irish whiskey is now sold in 150, 140 different territories or markets. So it's not necessarily countries, but in 140 different markets. Uh, with the US accounting for 51% of that. So it's a that's it's massive. performance, Marty. That's some it performance. It really is. Now, what the figure I want to draw your attention to is the 1,640 people employed pre-COVID. So again, there's been a slight dip, so that might change, but not by much. And the gross value added per employee is 412,756 euro each, which kind of gives you an idea. That's the highest of any food and drink industry in the whole of Ireland. I mean, it just the figures are just fabulous. Uh, another market report, that, that report was done by the Irish Whiskey Association. Uh, another report done by HTF uh, points predicts huge growth by 2028 uh, with all the big players. I mean, when I say big, I mean enormous players in whiskey. Uh, so by that, I mean Beam Santori, Diageo, Pernod Ricard, Brian Foreman, William Grant and Sons, they're all investing have invested already and will be investing more so another bit of good news sleeve league our friends from from down in donegal when they were doing their crowdfunding which we had talked about before they raised 
well over two million uh, pounds. They initially were seeking a million and they raised well over double that. And it's made them the fifth biggest crowdfunded investment in Europe this year. So all of that is fabulous news for the Irish whiskey industry. You know, you have you have to say, you know, well done. Congratulations, you know. You, you certainly do, Marty. It's, it's very, very impressive. I mean, it, it, is. it seems to be set for exponential growth over the next foreseeable future anyway. Well, whenever you consider the 51% of the sales of, of Irish whiskies going to the States, I mean, Admiral uh, Scott last week said that he reckoned there's now 2,000 whiskey producing distilleries in America. So it kind of, it, it's it's just huge, you know, I mean, it's just fabulous, unbelievable figures, really. But that's, the, that's the stats don't lie, you know. They, cert they certainly don't. And um, we've, we've got no. sad news this week uh, about a woman we do. we do, we do. This is the uh, terrible news down in Dingle. Uh, Mary Ferrer, who was the global ambassador for Dingle, suddenly passed away. Uh, she suddenly she passed away at her home. It was obviously very sudden. No one saw it coming. Uh, she hadn't, I don't think she'd been ill. Uh, now she had overseen, and you can see in the picture, you can see the wall behind her. She oversaw the founding fathers program, which was the seed capital to raise the money to to start Dingle Whiskey, uh, Dingle Distillery. So really, without her, the distillery wouldn't be there. Uh, she became the global accounts manager until she died and she expanded the brand into the US and into Canada. Now, I had the good fortune to meet Mary down at a whiskey tasting, a product launch down in Dublin and a very nice woman she was too. So our thoughts and prayers go to all the people down there. I know they've been devastated this week. So Not good, but... Not good. Not good, but it's it's night. Out of all this, there always has to be positives, and the fact that the the sort of Irish whiskey community all knew her and were able to say, you know, what a wonderful woman she was, and and send her condolences is really a mark of just what the industry is about. You know, it's 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 not that big yet. You know, I was talking about how much it's grown, but it's not that big yet, and it still has a family feel to it, and hopefully, long may that continue. You know. My, uh, another sad note, a hundred years ago, the anniversary of Prohibition. Well, the anniversary, it was a hundred years ago this last year that Prohibition came in. But today, this very day, is the 86th anniversary of the end of Prohibition. So 86 years ago, Prohibition in the States ended. And uh, well, from that, you've all the, I mean, I have a put out sort of in tribute to all of this, some of the American brands, you know, your, your Maker's Mark, your Jack Daniels, your Bullet Bourbon, et cetera, et cetera. So 86 years ago today, people in the States could legally, legally get a drink um, and they didn't have to, didn't need a prescription for it, <laughs> you know? So good on them. Yay, finally seen sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it could happen again. It could, it could happen again. I don't and, think so. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. No. But uh, uh, these new whiskies keep on coming out. I, I don't know how they manage to keep on doing this. By the way, aye. Now, Bushmills has launched another of its uh, Causeway collection. Now, Justin and I were very fortunate to get to go to the one 
that they launched for the two that they launched for uh, Ireland. Now this is a two thousand and one uh, Felu Burgundy cask. Uh, finished now. It's exclusively available from the whiskey shop uh, from Monday. Uh, yeah, mo Tuesday. Right. Tuesday, Monday, sorry, Monday. Uh, now, this is only exclusive to Great Britain, and they've been doing this with these. They've been releasing these single cask, cask ring bottlings in different markets, different areas. Uh, I'm not really sure why. Um, I'm sure it's they obviously have a very limited amount of these, but it means if anybody's wishes to collect them, then they're 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 cutting out the collectors, which that's probably a good aspect. Some things. Right, there's only 168 bottles of this, and it's 200 pounds a bottle, 49 percent, uh, single malt, aged for 17 years in cherry butts and bourbon before two years in the Burgundy cask. So, yeah, that that'll be there'll be a lot of people on on Monday trying to get this. Uh, it'll not hang about for very long, I don't think. Okay, well. Yeah. It's one of those things. I mean, I can't even go to England to get it. You know, you could try online, but it'd be, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I would have thought so. Um, possibly because Northern Ireland are still in the UK. I don't know. You might be able to log on and get it. But if you get one, you'll be very fortunate. I would have thought you'd be very fortunate. Okay. Right. Now, before we say hello to everybody tonight, because... <laughs> You know, double figures, well into double figures tuning in already. Thank you very much. Please comment, like, and share. Comment, like, and share. Do it on Facebook, do it on YouTube. Tell all your friends. Comment, like, and share. Hit like now. Hit share now. That's it done. Out of the way. Won't ask you to do it again. Yep. And uh, we, might, we might send you a T-shirt if we had any. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> if we had it. Now, last story. Last story. Uh, we like a good whiskey Christmas tree. And Jack Daniels have put up for this is for the last few years a 26 foot tall tree made with 140 american oak barrels uh, in lynchburg tennessee they also have one in minneapolis milwaukee dallas boston tampa cleveland nashville and of course las vegas now the top barrel from each of these trees is going to be auctioned off and with the money going to operation ride home which helps junior enlisted service members and families to travel home from where they are doing their service so yes uh more whiskey charity more whiskey stuff and uh, folks on instagram uh, i am doing 15 second instagram instant reel whiskey reviews now it's part of uh, discover ani's christmas campaign so if you want to see slancha claws <laughs> I try and share them. I try and share them, but I, I keep messing up the download to get them shared across things. It's, it's all a bit of a bit of a. I'm not. I'm not technologically minded as such. You know. I, I, I'm working everything. That's why it's always crap. All right. No. Oh uh, no. So that's this week in news, my friend. I know it. It, it actually is feeling a bit festive now and a bit Christmassy. That it is. That that is the good thing. That is the good thing. So uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll better say hello to some of these people because they're 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 being neglected. We'll we'll run through them. Uh, Mark Kerr, you were missed last week. Yeah, Mark Mark was missed last week. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely was missed last week. Uh, uh, yeah. Julie, Julie saying hello, Julie. Yeah, uh, Julie saying hello. hello. And uh, Trevor, Trevor's down in his holiday home in Fermanagh again. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, hello to you. Uh, nice. 
these are regulars remember regulars comment like and share hit share all your friends can see it as well don't have privacy on either because it defeats the purpose of social networking <laughs> patrick saying hello good evening to you uh, uh mark saying we've only started at 22:06. no we didn't we started exactly at 10 o'clock didn't we we did I leave all the technical stuff to you, Justin. So if there's something wrong, it's your fault. No, I, I did an exact countdown to, to, to 10 o'clock. Could have sworn. Um, uh, what a great character and lovely person, Mrs. Dingle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Michael. Sad. Thank, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, Jordy Berg, a regular from Prince Edward Island. Good evening. Uh, Liam Kelly saying hello to Shane Foley. Uh, Shane Foley is saying hello to, to Liam. Uh, you know, do your wives not allow you to talk to each other? Because it's always about whiskey. <laughs> um, uh, Mark Diamond's on, Mark Diamond's on the gin tonight. Good evening to you. Uh, Mark Kerr saying he won't do it again. And Dale, <laughs> <laughs> Dale McDonald is saying, evening, lads. Uh, comment, like, and share. That's the key to winning in the internet game. I'm going to have another sip of this. This is just too good to wait. Right. We'll do our whiskey tasting for the guys from Reservoir Rock. So, this is a single malt. It's a scotch now. Okay, so now I'm just going to read. Hopefully, everybody got their, their samples by now. And try it in the little gun cairn. Right. See, unlike Justin, I haven't tried this yet. Justin, had, he's, he's, he's sneaked a wee bit of it. I had to try it, Morty. I had I was waiting for it with bated breath. It was it was <laughs> listen, watch it again. Go on YouTube. It's easy to find Irish Whisker Review on YouTube. Find the River Rock interview. I think I put it up there separately so it's easy to find. You know, when I read this, I said, nah, 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 you know, brand new out of the bottle. Now I know these these guys behind it are, you know, they Yeah, they, I mean I mean these guys know these guys worked in it would be one of the most respected uh, whiskey producing companies, if you like, because they own a number of different brands, including McAllen. Now they were these the guys behind River Rock have left there, set up this is this is their project. And remember, it's, every time they sell a bottle of whiskey, they plant a tree. It's part of the John Muir John Muir John Muir Trust. Uh, I couldn't remember the first name. You know, so they're trying to be environmentally friendly, making all these little differences. You know, to try and make things a little bit better as i keep saying it's only industry that can fix us you know it is fantastic stuff and uh, so tell us what we should do with this one marty you know because pour it into your glen cairn glass pour it into your glass right it's, it's in the let glass it it's in the glass let it, let it sit a little bit it's been sitting around right. while now because it's half done <laughs> that's <laughs> no wonder you're smiling so much no uh so let it go round the glass now. Uh, I see Shane there. Shane, I know, uh, done a, a test. I was talking to him a little bit last night um, uh, about uh, the difference between a Glen Cairn glass and just an ordinary tumbler. It makes a huge difference if you have the right glass. It really does, you know. So, so take it on the nose. There's quite a lot of wood. There's quite a lot of wood there. Quite, you're getting a quite light. There's a, the, you can tell the definite the the bourbon cask, the vanilla, the sweetness. It's not got a big nose. It's not very punchy. 
Gosh, I, I, I thought it was, but maybe I, I, I've been for a walk on the fresh air today, six miles, Marty. But I, I really did get the toasted marshmallows, and, and, and let's face it, I even let somebody else smell it, and they, they, they smelt the toasted marshmallows. And normally when it says stuff like that, toasted marshmallows, I, I go, is somebody toasting marshmallows? Because I can't smell them, but I can in this. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting a big nose for it. I'm not getting a big nose off it. But it's quite sure sweet. Are you sure you don't have COVID? <laughs> oh, don't joke about these things, Justin. It'd be you that would give me it. It'd be you. You'd be one of them asymptomatic dudes, and I would end up. I'd end up lying with a bump later on. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I right, hope. We'll go. right, we'll go for the taste. Mm. Ah. Now, this is a young whiskey. It's not. It hasn't much age to it, but it's got a good. Yeah, it's got a really nice mouthfeel, which is a big plus in my opinion. Whenever you've got a nice oily mouthfeel, it's like chocolate. It's something luxurious. It's something. Mm. Now it's quite sweet. It has. It certainly has. I can see the the marshmallowy thing you're getting from it. It's, it's chewy, with. It's chewy sweetness, and I, I can taste the marshmallow off it. The the bourbon cast, the vanilla sweetness coming in on it is really, really nice. It's delivered really well. Yeah, that's that's nice. It's very nice. I thought I, th I thought I thought I thought I thought it was pretty. Good. I really got mm -hmm. a really strong mouthfeel out, out of it. It really lingered. It really coated your tongue, your your, yep. your your mouth, your gums, your taste buds. I thought myself. Gosh, have I eaten a sweet at the same time as that? It is really, really, really good for something that's brand new. I tell you, I keep talking to, about this sort of preconceived ideas. You always, it's part of the whiskey story because it builds up that that sort of journey of, of what you're talking about. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be in some regards. The guys who have done this, this is a good, good, good quality spirit. There's not a lot of age to it, and it doesn't have a huge amount of flavour and depth. But what it has, it's quality. It's got a real richness and texture to it that's fabulous. It's it's honeyed, it's sweet. It delivers it really well. The, the finish isn't massive. It's not going to be for really a really young whiskey, but it's it's that sweetness that's delivered really quite well. It's it's kind of honeyed. You're getting uh, you're getting the, the sort of very very light caramel sweetness to it. And the vanilla's coming through from the bourbon. Mm. It's 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 good. It is good. People are agreeing with you. Mark saying he loves, good. loves the idea of the wonky glass too. Certainly, yes. Yeah. These wonky glasses are something else. They're they're fantastic. Um, it's a great idea. Yeah, and it is a great idea, you know. And uh, yeah, Mark saying he can't wait for the the, the ten year old Shane Foley saying uh, very drinkable, extremely drinkable. Uh, it is absolutely. This this is the sort of whiskey that non whiskey drinkers could drink because it's not. Isn't that what they were going after? It, 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 that's actually yeah, what he said. That's exactly what that. they're going after. That, you know, this is the sort of stuff. It's, it's very versatile because it's not big, punchy. It's not overly sweet. It's not 
It's not PE. It's not, you know, it doesn't have big, massive, bold um, flavours to it. But what it does is it delivers it really, really well. It's very good. It's very good. It, 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 I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm amazed by this one. I'm always amazed by these new ones. They, I don't know how all these guys manage to do it. You think we'd get one bad one, but we, do, we don't really seem to be uh, getting anything bad at all, you know? Yeah. This, this, it, it literally is amazing. But then there's a lot of expertise and a lot of uh, pedigree in this sort of thing. Mm. So... Very, thank you very much for that. And sorry to the odd person that that, that didn't quite make it. You know, I, I'm always a bit weary of this because, you know, 99.9% of packages do arrive. They might arrive late. Ian Kelly saying yeah. it's very, very smooth. It is extremely smooth. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trevor, saying where can this be bought? This can't be got locally yet, can it? I don't think so. Um, probably. I would imagine that will appear on some of the online retailers, Master of Malt. Uh, I would imagine, I'm going to say the dreaded A word, Amazon, who, uh, uh, I'll, I'll just uh, say, I got heads up earlier on in the week, a litre bottle of Black Bush for £22. Now, I know lots of people that say, don't buy from Amazon, don't buy from Amazon. A liter bottle for twenty two pound. How on earth can you go wrong? You know. Yeah, you you you, cert you certainly certainly you, you really can't. You can't. We've got a lot to get through tonight, uh, and we've got uh, somebody that, well, everybody will want to hear from. Uh, mm. You know, I thought we were going to get Robert Downey Jr. or, or uh, Peter Cushing or somebody like that there, but we didn't. <laughs> in his own head, he probably is. <laughs> people. But, no, this week we have uh, we've interviewed another. I keep saying this, but there's so many nice people in the Irish whiskey trade. It's just, it is, it's absolutely, um, it's like a big family. Everybody kind of knows everybody else. Um and one of the people who is, well, he's, he's basically the voice of Dunville's. Uh, down at Eglinville, when I first visited Eglinville, I got a tour around it and saw everybody and sort of met and said hello to everybody. And it kind of has the feel of, it's a family-run business. And it's, it's a bit... You can You just know that everybody there can kind of do everything that's required of them. So they are. Uh, everybody can kind of do. Will do everything, and it's a. It's a strange place. It's got a really, really good feel about it. And the voice of the whole place is Jarlath. Now Jarlath is the guy. He's the brand ambassador. He's. He does a whole. Again, he does a whole range of jobs. Um. So he. he he's. It was nice to get talking to him again, you know. Okay. Uh, now, uh, we've got a couple of questions. We'll cover them now before because mm -hmm. we want to ask them why they're fresh in the mind. I was going to say we'll come back to them later on, but we'll, we'll, we'll do them now. Uh, Frank Hearn has said, wife is not a whiskey drinker, and I said to her, smell that. Reply was that she would drink that. That's the River Rock. That's uh, excellent. Mark more whiskey, more whiskey, more in the whiskey tribe. Yes, come on. Mark Kerr is saying River Rock have a shop. Yes, we, we, we know that they have a shop. Yep. And uh, uh, Michael uh, Matthews is saying, where is the distillery or is it a buy-in operation? 
Oh, it's a buy-in operation. They they they've sourced their their whiskey. Now these guys, as I say, used to work for Edrington, so they'll have very good contacts. So I'd imagine they'll have bought it from from whatever distillery they have thought is is going to produce or going to have the best whiskey to to meet the, their specification. Now, so the, don't be surprised that don't be surprised if this is a Macallan. Now the good news is we actually have uh, we have a uh, full feature on that, and you can watch it on the YouTube channel, which is Irish Whiskey Review. But without further ado, here we go with the uh, sort of feature interview this week. Production go. Jareth from Dunville's Distillery tonight. That's <laughs> even better. What's the background of the Eglinville Distillery? Because lots of people maybe have heard of Dunville's, but maybe <laughs> not just as many have heard of Eglinville. So, what's yeah, the story? So, yeah, Eglinville is a family run, family owned, and family run distillery down the Arts Peninsula. Uh, on the east coast of County Down. Um, it's owned by Shane and Lynn Brannath, um, neighbours of ours. And um, yeah, we were in the we were in the whiskey industry for a while from 2005. And um, we were doing third party spirits. And then about 2011, we decided to build our own distillery. We had just bought Actonville House and Actonville Estate, which is a sort of 19th century uh, big, big um, antique heist, you know. Um, very well. Um, it's yeah, it's something like that. And uh, we didn't really know what to do with it. And we 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 we, we just looked with fresh eyes one day and thought this is absolutely perfect for a whiskey distillery. So about two thousand in two thousand and eleven, we decided that we would try and put a distillery there. In two thousand in June thirteen. Uh, two years later, we distilled our first drop of single malt. I think November November 13, we distilled our first pot still. Um, so we have a seven-year-old single malt and seven-year-old pot still down our warehouses that hasn't seen the light of day yet. And um, like I say, we're a family-run distillery. There's about, there's about 20 of us down there now. But if we're doing quite, as well as whiskey, we've got a, one or two quite successful gin brands. And um, that keeps the that keeps the place open until the whiskies, you know, are bottled and go out. So um, yeah, I mean it's, it's busy down there, Marty. You know, you've been down a few times. It's not the biggest distillery in the world. It's not the smallest by any stripes. You know, um, we built. Oh no, no, it's not. We built the distillery. We we built the distillery we could build, um, and that we could keep one hundred percent control of. Because it was really important for us, you know, that we kept complete control of the distillery. Um, because then we could do exactly what we wanted and we wouldn't be answerable to shareholders or banks or accountants or, or anybody else. You know, it gives us that freedom to really push the boat with quality. Um, and yeah, that's what we did. That's what we did in Actonville. We're laying down single malt and pot still spirits. We're producing Jobart gin, Actonville gin, Weaver's gin, and, um, and Dunville's Irish whiskey. And you'll see Actonville whiskey in due course. You've set up your distillery. Um, now I know there's other distilleries that talk about um, grain to, to, to bottle distilleries, you know, but 
Eglin Villa are a little bit more than that, aren't you? I mean, your process is even, it's, it's a single farm distillery. Yeah, I missed, I missed that bit when I was telling you about the distillery, didn't I? <laughs> I probably missed that. I missed that very important yeah. information. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, we grew up, um, we grew up as farmers. As you know, you know, both Shane family, my family were neighboring farmers. Down the Arts Peninsula, we've been, you know, second or fourth generation farmers. And um, it was always our intention if we built a distillery that we would try and, I guess, put the Arts Peninsula into a glass of whiskey. You know, and a glass of whiskey from Actonville would tell, tell off the Arts Peninsula. You know, so as much as possible, we try and source from down there. You know, we try and source labor from down there. We try and source whatever. But probably most importantly, every drop of barley, um, that's Every drop of whiskey that's distilled in Actonville comes from barley that we have grown on our farm, on our distillery farm. We grow our own barley, we malt our own barley, and then we distill it. So every drop of whiskey that's produced in Actonville is um, made with malted barley, barley that's been grown by us and flow malted by us on the on the farm. And I guess that's the approach that we took, you know, that um, that was how we, we were going to tell the story of the Arts Peninsula through a glass of whiskey. And I guess that is, you know, yeah. we're at, at the time we started, and certainly up until last year, we were definitely the only guys that were using their own barley from their own farm. I guess we're still the, we're still the only guys, I believe, and I stand to be corrected, you know, that are um, malting <laughs> all their own barley. I know that Brandon and Cologne malts and pits some um and um there's different guys you know would do it on, on a small scale possibly but you know every drop of barley that um that, that we use is grown by us and multiplied by us and that gives us a real i guess it's that sense of terroir you know that anybody who's following irish whiskey is very very used to hearing now from from waterford you know from like waterford um we were we were probably yeah. talking about terroir back in 2014 i guess we were talking about a different version of terroir you know the waterford experiment is showing how 30, 40 odd, 42 different farms produce different whiskies. We were just showing what whiskey yeah. North Peninsula tastes like, you know. So uh, I guess that that, right. that 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 was the idea behind it. And as I said to you before, Marty, that was probably very much inspired right. by the Brutlatty approach, you know, ten years ago. I know some people probably don't appreciate just the the malting process. How unusual it is for a distillery a new distillery to do the maltings themselves because it's 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 labor intensive it's expensive yeah. it's time consuming i think we didn't know any better i think <laughs> probably the answer I, know, that's, what, that's exactly what I was, that's what i was about yeah. to say about and, and in a good way yeah and then, once, and then once you start and um and once you start telling that story you really can't back out of it you know but uh, no, that's not true. I mean, it's just, um, you know, if you're going to be filled at last, you have to be filled at last. You know, I mean, if you're going to, everything has to happen on our farm or at our distillery, you know, I mean, otherwise it's not, it's not our approach, you know, and there's, and you can't really say, well, 90% of it will do. You know, for us, our, our whole ethos in making yeah. spirits, whether it's, Actonville gin, whether it's you know those Dunvilles, you know that's the Dunvilles whiskey, you know that's been really well received this year. 
or whether it's actually called that nobody's tried yet is that we just don't we don't compromise at any stage of the production of the production in any way you know so um and again that goes back to the yeah. fact that we're family owned we don't have shareholders we don't have bank breaking down our neck and we have the ability to not compromise there is to not compromise is a luxury that not very many distilleries yeah. or you know producers would have um because they do have yeah stakeholders you know who will be demanding results demanding bottom line demanding this that and the other you know we are extremely yeah. lucky you know we have um we have two mad scientists and graham and shane and um and just a you know you know on, on the south end you know and um we we, we all three of us firmly believe you know yeah. we're doing our own thing and, and, and not setting very high standards and not compromising and making making whiskey the, you know the, probably the most expensive way there is to make it you know we're we're malting our own we're floor malting we're using Dunnage warehousing you know we're storing barrels on their side three or four high we're not palletizing you know we're, we're using so we're yeah. very we're very inefficient in our malting we're very inefficient in our distillation but if we do well in our distillations we're very inefficient in our um in our maturation but we believe that that is the best way to make whiskey we believe that all those stages are quite really important yeah if you're going to make a damn good whiskey um yeah i mean it's really just it's probably just come back to how whiskey was made before it became very industrialized you know before the whiskey industry became yeah. a mass you know hugely industrialized you know it's probably just come back to sort of pre-industrialized Whiskey techniques, you know, and, and some guys are still doing that, as you know. Um, you know, there's, there's yeah. great way to sit, great way to sit around all that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's our approach, and you know, it, it's. I'm not saying it's right or wrong; it, it's right for us. Everybody does their own thing, and they're, they'll, you know, carve out your own niche, and don't, you know, there's plenty of room for the, the big industrial guys who are putting out lots and lots of product. And some of it very good, some of it maybe not so good. And the other guys who are keeping it fairly small, trying to do it, mm. put as much flavour into a, in a bottle as possible, and keep it keeping production levels quite small. Um, now, the one thing I want to say is attention to detail. You, you said about mad scientists and stuff. Um, the attention to detail is fabulous in Dunville stuff, and I, I can't help feeling that this is probably down to Sheehan as much as I'm. Um, the Dunville's yeah. brand, as everybody should really be aware, is an old brand. Um, it, well, it sort of died out about what nearly ninety years ago. Um, yeah. But the label—you've kept the label more or less exactly as it was back in the early twentieth century. So, tell us about the whole Dunville's association with Eckmanville. How did that come about? Oh, yeah, I mean, you're, first of all, you're right in saying that that attention to detail is driven by Shane, certainly in the presentation and the labels and the bottles and everything, everything apart from a liquid, you know, Shane takes complete control of that. Um, when it comes to the liquid, then Graham and myself come in and play a, a, a larger part. Um, yeah, I mean, we we were, you, you can't help but to, to grow up in Belfast and not be aware of Dunville's, especially if you had a few pints. In the Duke of York or the Hart or anywhere like that, you know, Dundonville is all around you in Belfast. You know, from the football club to the park to the to the warehousing oh. and offices and everything else. You know, and and then you know all the 
memorabilia that's just draping around the whole of the York and the Heart Bar and beyond, you know, and bickles and that, you know. So growing up, we were very aware of, you know, of Old Cumber and Donville's and Royal Irish and these whiskey, these whiskey mammoths, you know, from a hundred years ago and more. And I, I guess we just never thought that, that Donville's would, would, would land in our lap. But that's what happened, you know. I mean, a, a guy that had bought the company and owned the company on the brand approached us to see if we'd be interested. That was about 2012. At the same time, we were building building a distillery, and we we wanted we wanted to go a, in a more premium direction than we maybe had been previously. And um, it was it was ideal. Now, I mean, we did think we thought about it. We thought about it for a full, you know. But then you think about it, you know, like you don't, you know, you. you, you how do you do it? Because you don't want somebody, you don't want to be a creator just taking an old brand and trying to profiteer off it, you know. Um, so we decided before we took it, we made a promise that we would try and, the word if we use word, that we would try and restore Donald's to the top table of world whiskies. Um, we knew that was a 25 year project, and we always, we've yeah. always said that we are just the custodians of Donald's, and we, and we firmly believe that, that we're just a custodian. You know, Donald's was bigger than us, and Donald's. Was it 1808 that was created? You know, I mean, it fell silent in 1936. So, I mean, it had a 130-year yeah. run. You know, it was one of the bitterest whiskey in the world. You know, if we can take it, be the, and while we are the custodians of it, if we can take it and leave it in a better place than where we, than where we find it, you know, then I'd be delighted, and that's our job yeah. done. Um, and then, you know, for somebody else, yeah. if that long after we're pushing up daisies, you know, and that, that's just what Dundell's is. Um, but it did, you know, I, mean, I think I'm really proud of the approach that we took, you know, I'm really, it took us a while to get there, you know, that PX10 won Ireland's Best Whiskey under three years at four different awards, um, PX12 done the same thing. Yep. So we were putting out um, good whiskies, the, the three crimes pitted won Ireland's Best Blend, I think that was more because it stood out being pitted, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a large room of tastings. But I think this year with the PX12 cast ranks with the 18-year-olds with the Polarotados and certainly with the two upcoming releases of 20-year-olds and Oloriso and Oloriso and PX, you know, they will further cement that. Uh, just take my money now. Yeah. You're determined to bankrupt me. It's a nice one. The, the Oloriso PX, it was, um, uh, it's a 20-year-old, it was 16 years in Bourbon, then it was three and a half years in Oloriso and then nine or ten months in PX and off it's just a delicious it has a all those lovely deep dark plums and stewed cherries and leather and dark chocolate and coffee and all those notes from, from the Oloriso cast but over the last ten months the PX that syrupy sweetness is just enveloped around it you know and it's left you know the you know, there is a note there, but it's just enveloped it in this syrupy sweetness, you know, that really balances it out. And um, just in the last month, yeah. the balance, the balance from into the craft. And one thing we're always aware of in Donville is, you know, we always give the craft time to be right, you know, so for the flavors to balance up, but also if you're, if it's going to be a craft strength, the, the, the flavors and the, have to be in balance with the ABV. You know, and with the tannins and with the dryness yeah. and everything else, you know what I mean? So some crafts just don't, some crafts just aren't craft strength whiskies. They go into your, you know, their, your standard releases. Other crafts are craft strength whiskies. It might be one in 10 or maybe two in 10 if you're lucky, you know, hit, hit that craft strength mark. And 
if they do, they tell yeah. you when they're ready. You don't tell them, you know, so it's a waiting game, you know. And um, this one just came right yeah. about three weeks ago and, and we banged it into a ball pretty much immediately. Um, after, you know, we're delighted with it. We are delighted with it. I think it will just raise the bar and done bills once more. I have cask uh, uh, 327 here and I have a fair bit of it gone. It's almost it's about halfway down, and I've been do, using it what I would consider sparingly, but it is absolutely wonderful. Uh, then we have three two six, and it's it's. <laughs> I'm trying to restrain myself, and I'm being quite disciplined with this because I think that the cast strength bottlings are just fabulous. They're absolutely wonderful. Um, they sell out. In minutes, and there's a very good reason for that. Um, yeah. I'm going to be quite honest here. And the reason uh, that the flippers, you know, the people who buy them, just they're not because they're they're not new distillery releases. They're not barreling up and being ridiculous on the secondary market. So yeah. there's still a yeah. chance for people to get these at a reasonable price. For, for yeah, I would I would urge anyone who hasn't got one of these get them. I you know I mean Marty, we 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 released the third the third of the PRX twelve craft strengths um seventeen oh three last weekend was it two weekends ago I know that we launched at um eight p.m. on I believe a Friday night and we had three hundred and twenty four mm -hmm. bottles. And there was over 1,300 people on the website looking for 324 bottles at, at 8 o'clock. Now, that math just doesn't mm -hmm. work. Um, and, you know, there's, we, we have thought long and hard, how do, we, how, how do we control this? How do we get it out better? I mean, you know, in one way, I understand collecting whiskey and all. In one way, I would love to just crack the seal and sell it through the distillery shop with a seal cracked, you know. In another way, you know, people like yeah. collecting whiskey, flipping it, I'm not overly fussed on, but ultimately we can't control, you know, once it leaves our place, we can't control what no. anybody else does with it. You know, that's 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 written in stone. Where we are obviously always looking at ways of maybe, you know, doing it more evenly distribution of it. But our, our website, our website shop is limited, you know, we didn't we didn't foresee 18 months ago, we just didn't foresee this. You know, I mean, didn't foresee that this, you know, a silly wee company yeah. in the Irish Peninsula, you know, in Arkansas, you know, would be far out one of them was sought after whiskey <laughs> in Ireland. You know, I mean, it's just, it really, I mean, we, we obviously that was in the master plan, you know, but we didn't, you know, uh, but we didn't go to website for it just in case, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're always, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it is something that, it is something that, I spend time over and you're trying to always figure out how to do this better. When you've got a chance at getting them at a reasonable price on the on the second and the auction sites and stuff, get them because they will. If, once once certain other people get, they realise just how good they are. They'll they'll skyrocket. They really will. Now, Tailing is reopening for tourists. Are you going to reopen for tourists anytime soon? No. Um... No, we. I mean, we, we we've been closed since March. We, we didn't open at all. Whenever we we could have reopened. Um, I guess for us, we don't have the full blown 
visitor experience, the separate, the, 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 the separate visitor center. If you come into a tour of our distillery, it is a tour of our distillery. You know, you, you, you work around the stills and you work around the warehouse and you work around the production facility. Yeah. Um, and I guess we just have to safeguard the production facility. We have, we have, we have to safeguard our production staff. Um, so yeah. the distillery has been a closed site since March. Um, and I guess it will remain a closed, it will remain that way for the foreseeable. We, we will revisit it in the spring. And it would take something to change drastically enough for us to reopen at this point. You know, I mean, I think I, I think with this, you just play the, the long game. You know, That's right. And, and, um, and our, our tours are so small. You know, we're doing personalized tours for 15, 20, 25 people. You know, if, if you try and cut that down to half and take 10 or 12, well, then sure, you know, I mean, part, you know, we probably lose in every tour whenever there was 15 or 20 at, at 70, at 9, 10, you know, it's, um, yeah, I mean, so no, I think for the time being, we're going to use this time to maybe improve the site a bit, um, do a bit more building if we can get planning through and um, have a better site, have a better site and a better experience whenever it does come back. But we're, we're in no rush. We want to, first and foremost, keep the staff safe, keep production going. Um, so, I, 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 you know, it, 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 yeah. it hurts you and you miss it. You know, I mean, you do miss it. You know, I mean, everybody misses showing the scenery off. You miss the crack, you miss the people. You know, but that will come yeah. in time. I mean, that, 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 that will come back. It will come back at the right time. And Just whenever you say about the, the, the touching on the virus there, uh, you made hand sanitizer. You got the production up and got it running and started making hand sanitizer. So yeah, I mean, I talk about that a little bit. You know, Marty, it's a story that it's a story that wasn't really told back then. I say back then, there sort of six months ago. You know, but it's seems a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. A long time ago, just given what happened. Yeah. But um, back in March, April, back in the end of March, the country was crying out for sanitizer. Nobody could get it, and if they were getting it, they were being charged. You know, it, been, it, was, it was an extortion racket. Um, so with the help of Anita Farmer and Vesta and I, there were so many involved, you know, from the NIO, officers in the NIO, um, the assembly, Vesta and I, mm -hmm. Anita Farmer, there was Cologne, there was also with Copeland, there was Boatyard, you know, some of the independent distilleries, the smaller ones actually really, really went to time on it, you know, really, you know, yeah. Really, you know, went above and beyond, um, and um, we we got it. We weren't allowed to make sanitizers. We had to get the law changed, so we had to get um, uh, be allowed to do it in the revenue and from, from government, and that came. And then very very quickly, we were putting out lots and lots of spin. It, it culminated that we were probably doing um, we were doing about fifty thousand liters a week of hand sanitizer now that's probably more than that's probably more than middleton we're doing or a bit as much as middleton we're doing um you know and that yeah. was from the back that, that was from the back <laughs> so and there's a big difference in size there's a wee bit of a difference in size you know but that went on for for five six months yeah so like i mean cologne copeland boatyard ourselves and, and others um, went at it big time we like overnight we brought the price down by two thirds you know what i mean so it went from 75 pound for five liters yeah. to 25 pound because we all took your opinion 
that we want we want to do it for the right reasons. Uh, the, the distilleries and drinks industry doesn't always get good press. Um, this is our chance to make a difference, to actually put someone back and to, and to really get into the fight. And we get into the fight big time. You know, we, we, we ended up supplying yeah. pretty much the entire NHS for four months in, 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 in Northern Ireland. Um, and there was like, you know, yeah. ourselves, Kirtland Boatyard, Cologne, we were all firing out lots and lots of stuff free to charities, to schools, to nursing homes, to, you know, we were getting phone calls yeah. already from everybody from NI Water through to the larger factories, you know, the larger industrial factories, the meat processing plants, the schools, the pharmacies, doctors. I mean, we're just getting, we were inundated with phone calls. We, you know, and um, I guess for four or five months, we'd done nothing else. We didn't make one drop of gin, we didn't make one drop of whiskey, we just made hand sanitizer. And then, yeah. the fact we, we, well, we essentially had to get back to doing our day job. Um, and then what happened at the same time was that a lot of the big international drive got into it in a big way, and then they took the price down even further. So we were happy to we were happy to get yeah. out of it and get back to to laying down whiskey beers. It was tying up our stills and tying up all our current bottling line production facility in in that you know. Yeah. And while we were too busy to actually think about it, but looking back on it, you know, looking back on it, I think we'd done our bit when it was needed. And as did as did. You know, and I'll say it again, Cologne, Cologne, uh, and, and, and the rest, you know, I mean. You might not have got the praise just that you deserve because, again, as you say, the drinks industry sometimes doesn't get a great press. But, you know, when when you were needed, when you were capable and could do something very positive, you did. And you have to be congratulated for it, you know. Now, I'm going to, yeah. going to sort of finish up here, and I'm not letting and you I off the hook that know. easy. When are we getting... <laughs> When are we getting the, the Eglinville spirit? Uh, I, I have tasted it. You know that I've tasted it. You let me taste it one at uh, the Belfast yeah. Whiskey Social last year. Yeah. I know how good it's, yeah. it is and how good it's going to be. So when is everybody else getting a taste of it? I would say, I would say 8 p.m. on the 22nd of some month, but I'd be lying. Um, I've no Marty. Um, do you know what happened? Um, <laughs> it's sort of hard to tell the Dunville, it's sort of hard to tell the Dunville story and the Eglinville story together because there's just so much different stories and it gets i get confused telling two different yeah. stories never mind anybody listening to me you know so we made the decision in 2020 that we would just talk about dunville and we would try and give dunville a good push and really you know bring out those, those single class and really try and establish dunville at the sort of upper end of the market you know as far as quality goes and do it at a reasonable price and okay. you know, really make a splash with dunville i think we've done that um we sort of said that, we, we, that at some point in 2021, we'd have to start talking about Actonville. Um, because at some point, late 21, 2022, you'll probably see something come out of Actonville. Um, I'm in no rush. You know, I I, I, I would love to say that. <laughs> I know you're not. I know you're not. That's a noise nest. I would love to I say not. I know you're not, because I keep asking yeah. you every time I see you. <laughs> I would love to say not for June 23, because that'll be 10 years old, you know, and I would, you know, but I mean, I, 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 I don't, yeah. I don't think that we need any more young releases in Ireland. I think there's been enough of them. I think when you know, I think and we, we, we want to do something a bit different. Um, I guess the answer is Marty when it's ready. I, I, I've tasted crafts that are ready. You know, they're, they're gorgeous, but I, but I still know they'll get better. You know, and it's just you know, it, it's hard for it's hard for us to come. Yeah. You know, it's not a compromise. But yeah, I mean. 
I, I this year has been busy with hand sanitizer, with dumbbells, with with whatever else. Um, I know there is some space next year for it. We we will start talking about it next year, um, and then maybe maybe next year, late next year, maybe twenty twenty two. Um, you know, but so probably I, I, looking at a year to eighteen months. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's basically what you're telling me. Yeah, I think so. Or or two. Yeah, I don't think I get I won't get the two years or three, but I mean, we 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 make another year year out of it, you know. Um but yeah, I mean and I you know, I mean like you guys know how much fun we've had with dumbbells too and how passionate we are about dumbbells and how you know how much we've driven that yeah. and, and how much energy and passion we put into that. You know, just imagine what it's gonna be like if it's if it's our own farm and our own malting and our own our own difficult, you know. I mean that's just gonna be for us that's gonna be off the chart. I just think my head will explode, you know, before it even gets out, you know. Um I, I think it will be off the chart, you know, as far as you know, excitement. For us guys, if not anybody else, for us guys, you know. Um yeah, I, 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 and Tris, we haven't really, I haven't thought about it too much. I'm there next year, Manana, next year sometimes, you know, we'll think about it. But at the minute, I am just, you know, completely um, immersed in dumbbells, you know. Um, yeah. I'm really, I'm really, really, really enjoying the dumbbells journey, you know, that journey of, Yo, I'm, I'm not surprised. Darlith, thank you very much. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I think what you do is fabulous. Everything from the labels to the corks to, to everything, down to especially what's in the bottle. I think it's superb. Keep doing what you're doing and keep me informed of when this. There we go. Your own. What a show. Uh, big interest in that, uh, Marty. Big interest indeed. Oh, oh yeah. Listen. Dumbbells, I, I, I mentioned about the people buying the single cask stuff and, the, you know, people buy whiskies to try and sell them. They're, they're limited to sell them on the auction sites to try and make some money out of it. Dumbbells doesn't rise up that much. Uh, probably probably because people are actually drinking them. The majority of them end up being drank because it's so good. Uh, I love pretty much everything that Dumbbells do. Uh, I think the the... the the labeling that the, the bottle style have changed the bottle style recently and i, I do think they're they're, they're so we've got fabulous, five minutes to run through fabulous. a couple of questions here kit charge who i think is a new name that i haven't seen before he's still sore after the last release so there you go <laughs> i know well put it like this there's going to be they're going to release a 20 year old single cask so over christmas at right a wee note to santa please santa i've been a good boy last year Please leave me some money to buy some Dingles whiskey. And I put it like this. I know I know some guys, you can get the fake Santas, you know the guys that come and yeah. sit in me knee and all that kind of stuff. Say to the mums, come and sit, come and sit in me knee. And uh but Santa this year, if he's good to you, leave you some whiskey dollars. And we're being you know, asked whiskey, by whiskey uh, the Canadians again. Uh, is it available in Canada? I'm pretty sure it is. I I'm pretty sure the Dunville's brand is the single cask ones you, you'll You'll not get those over there, but uh, the Dunvalls brand, the actual Dunvalls, uh, it's a 12 year old PX they do, and uh, they'll have that over there. They do Dunvalls Three Crowns and a Three Crowns Pete It, 
Uh, now, that, if I'm honest, I'm not a huge fan of the Three Crowns Pete. Uh, it's, for me, it's the weakest in, in the, the line. I just, just one of those things. I'm not, that doesn't sit with me. Everything else that they do. I've had a very good question. Awesome. Uh, do they awesome. have family members coming in behind them at uh, at Achenville to, uh, <laughs> to to fill the boots, sort of thing, and carry the light on? I, I I think there I think there's plenty of people who will jump in there to help, to help them out. I don't I don't think there'll be anyway uh, well, anyway stuff for people helping you, them. You, you know that. But whenever they bring out whenever they bring out a single cask, that people have to go around and test these. Jarlath has to spend days and days and days going around testing all the individual casks to see which one to go. There'll be no shortage of people to do that job. <laughs> you know, I volunteer. I'll tell you that. Give me, give me and a, I've heard of a, this before. There's a site free. in the Arch Peninsula known as the Maltings because there's a lot of windmills down there. There's only one left that's getting refurbished. Bally Copeland looked that up. Yeah. What is the story of that? Did all this from the Maltings go to Bushmills or Cottonbur? And Mark Kerr saying they made vinegar there, I believe. I I think it was a it was a barley malting house, but I I may I may be wrong, but I think they actually made they supplied a brewery. Now that, whether that brewery was in Belfast or on the Arch Peninsula, I'm not sure whether they supplied Cumber or Bush Mills. I'm going to hazard a guess they probably did, mm-hmm. but I don't know enough about that. But I, I, something tells me that they actually supplied a brewery. Um, so I, I, I don't know for definite, but I would say they probably did off and on. So and, and Mark saying he's had fond memories of the Dunville's house from my youth. Do tell, Mark. Do tell what went on down down there on the Arch Peninsula. We want to know. <laughs> the Eggenville house, it's, a, it's one of those big old country piles, you know, the big one. And it, it, looks, it looks exactly what it is. You know, I would imagine it's like the fourth bridge. Just when it, there's always going to be stuff needing fixed on it because it's it's just a big old rambling country house, you know. Well, that hasn't been turned into a hotel. And one last question for you to answer. Uh, Dale McDonald saying it's probably available in the rest of Canada, maybe not just on your tiny island, Prince Edward Island. Oh, don't be fighting now. <laughs> fighting now. You, 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 you get, you get <laughs> next. So let me see. Uh, if Santa could bring you any whiskey for Christmas, cost no problem, what would you both want? Um... Uh, let me think. Let me think. I would probably one of the really old uh, finished distillery pot stills from maybe Nuns Island or something like that. One, you know, one of the distilleries that the turn of the twentieth century uh, they pop up every so often. They're just absolutely colossal money, but the pot still recipes. The, the the mash bills that they had then were totally different from today. So I'd love to try. I'd love so if Santa has any heart at all, he'll bring me one for Christmas. It cost a big twelve grand upwards, but you know, you never hope. Listen, we're going to leave it there. The guys at Actonville are so humble and down to earth. They do so work behind the curtains. Uh, they set themselves such a high standards and ethos others could learn from. Absolutely true. We, we that certainly came across I in the interview. Couldn't agree more. And finally, uh, Jordy Burke and D- Dale McDonald uh, hang together and do tastings. Canadians that are friends with each other, how do you meet up? The distances are so great in between. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist it. Right, Marty, catch you again, same time, same place next week. Good night. Guys, stay safe. Take care.